There we go. Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Reverend John Mason, Reverend G. Lewis Tillman, a uh, portion of the ministry for, for such a time as this. Here we are um, again tonight. We have, um, we're going to be moving from Thursday night to Tuesday night here for quite a while. Um, we just had someone else join us who's uh, not with us tonight, but they will be able to. It's better for them if we can be on on Tuesday night. So we're going to move from our uh, general Thursday night um, uh, session to now being on on Tuesday night. But we're back tonight with another episode of For Such a Time as This. The time is now. And as you see across scrolling across the bottom of your screen, our topic and our reference scriptures for tonight. Uh, don't know whether this will be a one podcast event or a two podcast thing. We'll just seek to see what God does as we uh, go ahead and go on tonight. So we're going to ask Reverend Mason if he would, if he would lead us in prayer, then we'll seek to see what God has to say through what he's already said. Amen. Father, we come before you again in the name of Jesus. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be yes, glad in thank it. Thank you, God. Thank you. Lord, we thank you tonight because you have allowed us another opportunity uh, just to expound on your word again. Thank you, God. Father, we love doing that, Father, because yes, it gives us a chance to share who you are, Father. In the name of Jesus. Just how good of a God that you are, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank Father, you. Thank you, Lord, because you are for us and not against us, Lord. Thank you, God. And Father, as we come tonight to uh, expound on your word, Lord, give us that wisdom, that knowledge, and that yes, understanding Lord. that we need, Father. And, and, and as always, Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit illuminates us. He causes us to see and understand that very truth that we're expounding on, Father. Yeah, yes, Lord, yes. And that very truth that he's leading us into. So, Lord, help us tonight, Lord, and to be able to reveal your word in a way to where people can understand it, Father. And then they can do the best thing is apply it to their lives. Yes, Lord. We just know you're already going to do that because that's what you always do. And that is your will for our lives, Father. And we... We just thank you for that. So we praise you. We give you glory. We give thank you honor. God. Thank you, God. We do all of that in advance, Father, because we know it's already done. Yes, Lord. Thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. amen and amen again. Amen. 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 Again, thank you, Reverend Mason, for leading us in prayer. On tonight, we want to look at the topic get mad at the devil get mad at the devil now everybody everybody almost anybody with any age on them with a few years on them every christian knows about this joker hmm. um Every 
born again believer has to deal with them. And how you doing, Sister Coleman? Thank you for joining us tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to deal with that joker. He is a constant. He's always around. He um he's troubling, if I can say it. Mm-hmm. He's one that won't leave you alone. I remember an older saint. <laughs> her name was Sister Georgia Ronalds. We were standing after church talking one day. Mm-hmm. We were talking and talking and talking. And Sister Georgia just dropped some of that 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 sage wisdom on us, Mason. She said, I'm getting ready to do something for y'all that the devil won't do. And the other guy, my sister, looking at her like, huh? You gonna do something for us that the devil won't do? She said, yeah, I'm getting ready to leave y'all alone. Bye. And she turned and walked away. <laughs> and if you've been born again, <laughs> if you are on the Lord's side, you know that joker, he just won't leave you alone. He'll show up in a lot of unexpected times, unexpected places. One place he'll show up that you would think he wouldn't is when you pray. Mm-hmm. You, you can be praying and something run through your mind and you'd be like, where in the world did that come from? Exactly. Like what? I, I was talking to God, and I and all of a sudden my mind is on what in the world? That's nobody but the devil, and it is his job to try to deter the child of God from enjoying their trip to heaven. So he can't stop us. So what he tries to do is he tries to mess with us on the way to heaven, mm-hmm. and so. On tonight, this joker going to get talked about. How far we get into this, we don't know tonight. But we're we going we gonna to talk about this, fellow. And, and I want to tell all of y'all that's old enough to remember a gentleman by the name of Flip Wilson. <clears throat> Flip Wilson had a lot of folk messed up. Flip Wilson used to walk around saying, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell somebody, the devil can't make you do nothing. <laughs> the only thing the devil can do is give you that thought. Right. And so when he gives you that thought, it's up to you what you do with that thought. That's why you can't sit there and have a conversation with him. You can't sit there and talk with him. You can't sit there and listen to him. Because, <clears throat> and I'll try to deal with this a little later, but he's all about the D's, the letter D. He's all about denial, distraction, deterring, disillusioning. He he's always has that spirit to cause you to doubt and things of that nature. That's what we find him doing in Genesis. And so tonight, as we get ready to go into this, as you'll see our our foundational, our scriptures 
reference scriptures for tonight are in Ezekiel 28, 14 through 18, Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, and Genesis uh, 3, 1 through 6. That should be 1 through 6 instead of 16. And so Reverend Mason's going to lay a foundation for us because what, one of the things that he says is that a lot of times when it comes to the devil, people don't know um, basically his origin and what he's done and how he showed up and stuff like that. So he's going to come and lay a foundation for us with this joker. And then we're going to come on back and see what God has to say. So Reverend Mason, if you will, the floor is yours, sir. All right. Yeah, it's amazing how we uh, don't give credit to the devil when it's time to give credit to him. And, and then when we uh, don't give credit to him, uh, he's actually at work. Uh, and we, we can't see him doing what he does because we're too busy being distracted. When, when, when you look at uh, in the garden mm-hmm. uh, when everything first transpired you know you you think about uh, Adam and Eve being in the garden and, and uh, God was talking to Adam at the time uh, before he had made Eve um, and before he gave uh, Adam all of these instructions, people don't realize that Satan was already there. Mm-hmm. And so he knew what was going on. He knew uh, what God had told Adam. And so if you think about it, and I don't want to jump ahead, uh, we, 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 we need to understand that he had an agenda in mind. My God. And the agenda that he had in mind was that he wanted rulership. See, we we, we forget about that. Um, when you look at uh, Adam and Eve, he knew exactly what to do in order to get that rulership. Uh, if, if you notice that you never hear anything about Satan, uh, as we call it, the devil, Lucifer. He has many names. You never heard anything about him the whole time Adam was by himself. Uh, he's not even in the picture. Uh, it was only when Eve came on the scene that the devil showed up. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Everything that led to the fall, you look at Adam uh, and what God had told him. Then uh, when Satan came to tempt Eve, you notice how Eve had some knowledge of what uh, God had told Adam. My, my. All right. So if she had knowledge of what God had told Adam, then that meant that Adam had to have told her exactly what God said. Now, even in the discussion, even though Eve uh, 
misquoted some stuff and didn't say it exactly how God said it. Right. She knew what God had said. I Satan knew that, and he used that to his advantage because he knew that the way to the man is through the woman. Is through the woman. And we see that every single day in today's life now. That's uh, real prevalent in the Bible too, Mason. Exactly, all through the Bible, you're right. You're right. And so he started this stuff. See, see, we're trying to build a foundation where if you're gonna point fingers these days, <laughs> make sure you're pointing fingers right at the right time. Because, Professor, remember the uh, the story you told me about uh, the devil sitting on the church, the steps of the church one day? Yeah, I, I, I was going to wait, but I'll go ahead and share it with, with some of those that may not have heard it. Right. Um, hold on one second here. One day, man was walking by a church, and <clears throat> he saw this guy. This individual sitting on the porch just crying and boo-hooing. And he looked and he was like, wait a minute. Like, ain't, ain't you the, 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 the devil? And this is on a Sunday, Sunday morning. The devil just sitting on the church steps just crying. Just boo-hooing Mason. And the man's like, you crying? He's like, wait a minute, what 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 what's going on with you? The devil kind of wiped his tears and cleaned himself up and said, them people in there lying on me. <laughs> he said, I ain't do all that stuff they say. <laughs> they lying on me. <laughs> I ain't do all that stuff. Now. <laughs> Flip Wilson had got to that crowd. That's true. That's true. Flip said, the devil made me do it. No, the devil can't make you do nothing. Right. It's exactly. all about choice. And, and you know, Professor, you, you, you're so right about that. You know, when it when it comes down to that, uh, and, and the sad thing about it, as believers, we don't know when the devil is actually working or is it the original sin that's in the person that's working. My, my. And there's a, a way to know that and that's the book of Galatians 5 and 16. Uh, when you begin to read that, you begin to see that he tells us, first of all, how to live. He tells us to walk in the spirit so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then if you keep reading on down, he tells you the, uh, the works of the flesh, the things that the flesh actually produces. Right. And he goes into three different categories about that. Uh, I think the first category that he talks about is what we call spiritual sins. And then the next category that he discusses in that same chapter is uh, what we call uh, sexual sins. Mm -hmm. And then the last category that he talks about is what we call societal sins, sins of society. These are the, the sins that we actually commit in society and he covers those three categories there but he says that those type of sins 
they come uh, as a work of the flesh. Okay. Now, the devil will use those, and I think it was Dr. David Jeremiah I heard say that. He said that the devil will use those type of sins as a launching pad uh, mm -hmm. for him to be able to come in and, and work with those different types of sins to enhance them uh, all the more. Uh, but those sins actually come from you living according to the flesh. So if you want to know what type of sins the, the flesh actually produces, then just go to actually go to Galatians 5 and read that chapter starting with verse 16 and begin to read all the way down. And you'll see the works of the flesh uh, and those actual sins that are being produced because of the, the way you live according to the flesh. And so when you look at that, you look at a person. Even though the devil is working with those type of sins, the person is actually choosing to commit those sins. And so when Satan sees that as a as a launching pad, as a platform, he sees there's a way for him to come in and just pour or, or should we say add the yeast to it mm. or not add the yeast to it. But if there's a small spark there. He sees an opportunity to come in and pour gas on. Right. To just get it all out of proportion, you know, to make it a whole lot worse than than it was. And so we, we've got to be able to know when he's actually working and when he's not. And the thing about us is that we're we're so good to point the finger at the person and get all upset at the person and not looking at well, who's causing all of this stuff? Who's who's the mastermind behind all of this sin that we're committing? And he got us to the point where we're so busy, mad at each other, fussing at each other, cussing each other out, blaming each other, you know, fighting each other, arguing against each other, you know, not only in the homes, but in, in churches. And we got this racial problem going on between the blacks and the white and colored people where we all color everybody <laughs> colored even white people color you know because ain't they a color they white you know and last i heard white was a color so we all colored so i don't know where this stuff is coming from as far as us being colored people uh and they most time when they say that they're referring <laughs> to to the blacks or, or to the negroes right but but he 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 knows a way how to have us to where we're we're not in unity he, he keeps us separated he if he can keep us separated and keep us fussing and fighting at each other then we'll never come together to do anything that god has caused us to do because amos talks about amos said well how can two walk together except they be in agreement right so he knows what to do in order to keep us separated so we've got we've got to know the difference between when he's working and when he's not, because he has a a game plan of exactly what he's trying to do. And. Uh, and I, I don't want to jump too far ahead of it, but go ahead, go ahead, game, his, his game plan is to 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 keep us not knowing 
when he's actually doing doing the uh the work that he's doing uh and so what we'll do we'll blame each other and we should be getting mad at him watch out instead of the person there we go and and that's our problem right there you know if, if you notice again we always at, at each other's throat but how about let's back up a little bit and say okay there's a war going on and even though we have this internal war going on between the flesh and the spirit we also have this war going on against the devil and the world and so since we have this war going on against the devil why are we not taking the fight to him and the reason why i say that is because he started it all since he started it all that's who we really should be mad at so we are coming to where uh the bible tells us that satan that he is the god of this world and he's not only the god of this world he's also the prince of the air so since he is in control now understand he's not in ultimate complete control right he just has a certain degree of control so god is the supreme ruler he's can ruler over over everything and uh he's given satan this amount of control or, or put it like this satan stole that control or he stole that power to rule that dominion from adam when adam decided to obey satan rather than god mm -hmm. okay and so now satan is in control he's running the show a lot of people don't believe that he's running the show well, how do you know that he's actually running the show? Well, when you look at Christ was in the garden and he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Satan came to him, tempting him. And he used the temptation when he said, if God would, if, if Christ would bow down and worship him, that he would give him all of these kingdoms of the world. Well, some people say, well, how could he give them the kingdoms of the world? Or how could he give Christ the kingdoms of the world when Christ owned everything? It belonged to Christ. How could he give it to them? Well, you got to understand that Satan owned it at that time because God in the original plan at the beginning in the book of Genesis, he had originally given it to Adam. Right. Remember, he told Adam, he said, um, gave Adam dominion over everything, over the earth. So Adam had that rulership. He had that dominion to where he was ruling. And Satan knew that. Satan had lost well, his rulership. So now he's trying to get rulership back. So he knew exactly what he was doing. If, if he could get uh, Adam to obey him, then Adam would become the servant now rather than the ruler. And that's exactly what he done. And so Adam lost the dominion. He lost the rulership and Satan gained that rulership. And so within by gaining that rulership, he had the authority uh, to be able to give those kingdoms to Christ. 
And the reason why you know he did, because Christ didn't stop him and say, well, hold, hold up, Satan, hold didn't up. Re didn't respond at all. Yeah, exactly. He didn't <laughs> respond at all. He, But, you know, if he knew that those kingdoms belonged to him, he would have said, hold up, Satan. You can't give me nothing because I own all of this stuff. Right. But, you know, that's, that's kind of a little deep uh, when you understand the whole concept of how this thing works. Uh, you'll be able to see it a little different. Um, but anyway, uh, when, when, we, when we look at this, we see that uh, Adam lost that, that dominion. He lost the rulership now. And so no, Satan now is in control. And so that's, that's where we, we, we start at, is that we're looking at one of the reasons or the main reason why you should get mad at the devil because of what he did in the beginning you know first of all he came against god didn't work then he came against man and it did work and it's working today still working still working so basically there's a word that we need to attribute to the devil and that word is pride hmm he is one arrogant son of a gun. He, he thought that he could do what he didn't have the power to do. He's, the Bible uses the word subtle. It says he's more subtle than any beast of the field, which means he's crafty. He uses trickery. He have ways about him that he uses to accomplish what he wants done. Um, he was lifted up. Here. Now he was. Now we, when we think about the devil, we think about the little joker running around with the red pitchfork and the horn sticking up. No, that's that's not the devil. That's that's man's animation of the devil. That's 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 how man sees the devil. You know, so Mason, that, that's something right there. A lot of people deal with the devil based upon the way they see him. And so man deals with him as a caricature. We as Christians understand that he's not a caricature. Right. He's a formidable, defeated foe. And he's formidable, and I said formidable and defeated, which seems like an oxymoron. Formidable means one you got to stand up against. And then I said defeated. So if he's defeated, then you don't have to worry about it. Right. But he's both of them contingent upon your level of spirituality or your level of growth in Christ. Because you, you were saying something about a lot of times people don't recognize when he's at work. And again, oftentimes, some of the people that he's working through don't recognize when he's at work. Right. How many times you've seen a Christian allowing the devil to use them, and they don't even really understand they're allowing the devil to use them? True. And see, anytime, and I, I may be jumping ahead, but I'll back up. Anytime you got confusion among Christians, somebody didn't let the devil in. Right. 
because Christians, and, and I shared this with a group of people one time who there was a division amongst those people. I said, the Holy Ghost ain't going to tell one side one thing and another side another thing. That's not how the Holy Ghost works. Right. Somebody's not hearing right. And so oftentimes we miss when the devil is working because sometimes he's working in us. And we tend to get mad at people when we ought to be getting mad at the devil that's working through that person and praying for the person that the devil is working through. And so what we have to understand is we got to learn how to recognize that joker. And the way to recognize that joker is to understand that anything God is for, he's against. Yeah. Everything he's God is for, the devil is against. Love, hate, peace, discord, joy, sadness, happiness, sorrow. He's always anti, against. He wants to go the other way. Whereas we give God credit for what God does, he he says, and he speaks to people and say, look what I do. Like one of the worst terms that I hate hearing is that term self-made millionaire. Self-made millionaire. There's two things wrong with that right there. You didn't make yourself. And the millions that you got belong to him. Exactly. But the devil deals with and operates in anything that deals with I. He, he deals with pride. He deals with sin. He deals with lie. He's dealing with any and everything that is opposite of God. God is about truth. He's about lie. God is, God's people ought to be about humility. The devil and his are about arrogance and pride. So when it comes to dealing, looking and dealing with this joker, you got to recognize who he is. You got to see him for who he is. Who is he? He is anti-God. That's who he is. If you love God, he hates you. If you on God's side, you are his enemy. And here's the problem. The Mason, I was in church last night again, and, and I thought about you when I heard this dude testify. He like, I thank the Lord for delivering me from a miserable life of sin. Man, you just lie. The concept is true. Right, right. The concept is true. But if sin was so miserable, why you stay in it so long? Truth be told, and we, we, we tell truth around here, sin feel good because sin pleases the flesh. Yes. Sin gives the flesh what it wants. And, and I keep seeing this thing, and I posted it once before, that the flesh don't care where you spend eternity because it ain't going with you. Right. The flesh stops in the grave. Your soul going somewhere. <laughs> and so when it comes to the devil... He is all about getting his accolades. Right. He always wants to try to do what he can't do, and that's one-up God. You can't one-up God, Satan. <laughs> he tried to overthrow God's kingdom. He, he, he wanted to rule. He wanted to be the supreme ruler. How are you going to overrule the one that made you? That's some kids that need to get that message right there. 
truth. How you gonna overrule your parents and they made you? That ain't nothing but devilish right there. But he 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 got beside himself. He was in heaven, and I'm gonna get in trouble right here, and it's okay. He was over the choir. But somebody said, well, maybe that's why you have so much hell in the choirs. And I, I'm gonna say this right here also. No, I, I'll say that for later. But but <laughs> he, he 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 he's a beautiful he was a beautiful angel. Talks about how he has fallen because he got wrapped up in pride and in his beauty. And anybody who can convince what is it, one third of the heavenly host Mason, yeah, to follow him, one third, yeah, one third of the heavenly host followed him. And I wonder how many of that one third that he tell the same lie to. Well, when I get in God's seat, I'm gonna put you on the right hand. I'm gonna put you on the left. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How many of them fail for that? And, and you know, and not cutting y'all. That, no, that's, that's a powerful statement right there to say that he was able to persuade a, a third of the angels to follow him in the rebellion against God. Now, when you think about the number of angels, which we don't know, what right. the number is. So when it comes down to a third of them, he could be talking about millions upon millions of angels because we don't actually know the number. Well, let's just say, it, 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 what is it? How many people are in the world? Billion something people in yeah, the world? And they say everybody got a guardian angel. So right. That's true. So if that is the case, I mean, he, he, he did what he was doing. Right. And, and, and oh, Lord, my, my mind just went like he smooth tongue. Yeah. And then I thought about some women. Ladies, y'all need to be careful because there's some smooth tongue devils out there. True. Then let me flip that record and play it on the other side. Brother, we better be careful, too, because there's some smooth talking female angels out there. Exactly. I mean, devils out there. Exactly. So he, he's, he's crafty. Exactly. And, you know, Professor, we, we don't really realize his how crafty he really is because think about it these angels live with god all the time they saw god in his greatness in his majesty in his power of who he was what he could do at any time they know that he was their creator you know mm -hmm. they they knew this is god you're talking about you know how and and we we use one word for for God, and that's the word awesome. Uh -huh. You can't use awesome for nothing else. You really because can't. yeah, it only just pertains to God. Right. And so when when you look at that, these angels knew who God was because they seen him with their eyes every single day. Now, if Satan is that crafty to detour their eyes from God, who, who have seen God, God. seen God. There you go, right there. And been with God all of this time, then what make you think he can't run that same game on us and be effective? I'm and glad we you, have I'm never glad seen God. We've never seen God before. I'm glad you just said that. Because 
I have I learned this and and, and I thank God for other preachers because a lot of times a lot of stuff we say sometimes God will give us a fresh revelation sometimes we get something from another preacher right. and I heard one preacher say and I want folks to know this the devil has no new tricks right he does not have nothing new he uses the same old tricks on new people off the top it's true but sometimes he used the same old tricks on old people who should know better. Right. So, and that right there makes him really crafty, Mason. Mm -hmm. To be able to get the old heads with the same old tricks disguised or dressed up. Right. And sometimes undisguised and dressed up. And sure. see, that, that, that lets us know how crafty, how subtle, how smooth he is. How deceptive he is. Right. And so when we run over to Genesis 3, because um, Isaiah and Ezekiel tells about his fall, tells about his beauty and his fall. But Genesis 3, 1 through 8 or so, tells about who he is. Right. I mean, see, there's a principle called the principle of first mention or the law of primary reference. Which means the first time you want to understand something in the Bible, go to the first time it was mentioned, yeah, and exactly. the way you see it being mentioned or dealt dealt with there, that's who that person or that thing or that word is. Right. And so the first time we see the devil in in the Bible, he shows up in Genesis three and one. It says, "Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made." And he said unto the woman, uh-oh, ladies, don't get mad at us tonight, but we got to walk somewhere tonight. And he said unto the woman, but brother, we got some our, our number two. Yea, have God said, watch this, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Uh-oh. The devil asked the first question in the Bible. Here it is, right here in Genesis 3 and 1. I used to think it was God asked the first question when later on he said, Adam, where art thou? But this right here is the first time a question's been asked in the Bible. Right. And the Bible said, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it. He said that, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. Don't add to God's word. Don't take away from because she she added some stuff. Now, if you can't eat of it, that means you can't touch it. <laughs> so she didn't have to put that part in there. Basically. <laughs> the only way you can eat of it is you got to touch it. <laughs> True. He said, and the serpent said unto the woman, here he is. Here he is. He shall not surely die. Watch this. For God doth know. And they eat thereof, your eye, then your eyes shall be open. He was right about that. And ye shall be as gods, little g gods, knowing good and evil. We weren't created to know good and evil. Right. God had a plan for us to live in perfect peace. And because of this joker right here, this is why we ought to get mad at him. Because he came in deception. He came deceiving. He came distracting. He came with doubt. God didn't say that, girl. And the woman saw, uh-oh, that the tree was good for food. 
Now, he didn't gave us all these other trees that were good for food. Why we got to go mess with what we're not supposed to? Man, we can go some many places with this one right here, Mason. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. Everything that looked good to these eyes ain't good for us. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Here we go right here. Here come the problem. And she she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And here go the problem, y'all. And, 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 and this is a problem, y'all. <laughs> this, this is a real problem, basically. Because this right here is so problematic that we don't know whether the time she did this, was it instantly or was this what they call a time continuum somewhere later on? Right. Was the devil still there or had he walked going off the scene? But if you look at what God says later on, it appears the devil may still be around because he dealt with all three of them. Right. Woman, childbearing, man, hard labor, devil laid on your belly. Mm -hmm. So that's some stuff that is still yet something we won't understand until God comes back. Exactly. And she gave also to her husband with her. Right. And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Let's try to unpack some of this base. <laughs> I think we this will just be part one. This will basically just be an introduction. We'll have to pick this back up next Tuesday. Next. <laughs> and the um, Bible says that the devil was more subtle. We, we've dealt with that a little bit. That word subtle. He was crafty. He was conniving. He was cunning. He, he 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 used trickery. He he knew how to get to you. Yeah, he did. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful about people like that. People that come to you with an with an agenda, and their agenda is not holy. It says he was more subtle than any beast of the field. That word subtle, my God, today. Means he was shrewd, he was sly, he was crafty, he was prudent. He he had a game plan. Ain't that something? When the devil shows up, he's prepared. Why is it that we're not prepared for him? He's got a game plan. It's true. Again, his number one thing is he is anti-God. He hates anything that God hates, and he hates anybody that loves God. So we are his number one enemy. Exactly. We're his number one enemy. And see, what makes it really bad also is we used to be on his side. Right. We used to serve him. We used to work for him. Now he's like that number one hater. He can't stand you now. And I tell people this all the time and people don't grab it. He hates you because you can do something that he can't do again. Mm -hmm. He hates you because we can go to heaven and he can't get back there. He knows how beautiful heaven is. He knows what it's like. 
He he knows what the, the bliss, the joy, the peace. That's why he wanted to control all of it. But now we can go and he can't. Right. That, that ain't nothing but a hater. It's true. Somebody said haters gonna hate. And that's what he does. He hates on the child of God. And so again, being that he know he can't stop you from going, he tries to mess with you while you're going. Right. Try to make you think that you're not gonna be able to make it. Exactly. And so the, the text said he's more subtle, he's more crafty, he's sly, he's smooth. Mm-hmm. And watch this, he is determined. It said that any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said, uh-oh, here we go, Mason, you ready? I'm ready. And he said unto the woman, now, thank God for the gift of woman. And I'm going to say this, and I ain't going to bite my tongue when I say this. Every real man ought to appreciate a woman. Yes, Lord. <laughs> I said every real man right. ought to appreciate a woman. But ladies, I didn't, I didn't write it. I just read it, so don't get mad at me. The Bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel. And look what Satan does. He attacks the weaker one. He comes in. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Oof. He attacks the weaker one. And Mason, nowadays, that ain't always the woman in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. Lord help me in here. But in the beginning, <laughs> he attacked the weaker one. He right. didn't go to Adam with this. He went to the woman. Mm-hmm. See, he couldn't have hit Adam with the word of God. And see, now I got to, hold on, I got to stop and pause for a minute and give Adam his kudos for just a moment, Mason. Because, see, God never spoke to Eve. Right. God told Adam. Right. So how did Eve know what Adam I mean what God has said. Right. Adam had to have told her. Exactly. Now, ladies, when your husband tell you what God said, don't go twist what God said. Because a lot of times that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Eve here. She twisted what God said. She added to it. We don't have to add nothing to God's word. We don't have to take nothing from God's word. His word is his word. It's complete. It's full. It's satisfying. The Bible says that she, he said, yea, had God said. He talking to the woman. Yeah. At this point in time, we don't know where Adam is. Based upon the scriptures, if you just look at it as it is, it's like he's right there. Right. Not saying nothing, just letting her have a conversation mm-hmm. with the devil. Now, here's something, too, that, 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 that we miss. Because, see, this is how scripture is, because we haven't gotten past the, what, B, C clause, B clause of, of verse 1 in, in chapter 3. Ain't nobody noticed that the snake is talking. Right, <laughs> right. The serpent said, be careful to listen to snakes, y'all. Yeah. 
Be careful about having conversation with snakes. Man had a pet for a snake. Loved that snake. Took care of that snake. One day the snake bit him. He's like, you bit me. He said, you knew I was a snake when you bought me. Exactly. You picked me up. <laughs> you learn how to recognize snakes in your life. They just doing what they supposed to do. That, that's all. The snake is talking. And the Bible said he's talking unto the woman. He, he ain't talking to Adam. He didn't try Adam. He's talking to the one. He get he went to the one he could get through. Now I got to flip the table over because I'm being hard on the women right now. Excuse me. Ain't it amazing how the roles have reversed, Mason? That's what it is. That's what now, it is. oftentimes the women are stronger than the men when it come to God. Mm -hmm. Now the the serpent is is talking to the men. You don't find a whole lot of men in church. Right. You don't find a whole lot of men out here on the battlefield for the Lord. Mm -hmm. You find three or four women for every one man, if not more sometimes. Now, it's the women who holding up the church. While the men staying at home watching the football, the basketball, the baseball game, or whatever else they doing. Now he getting to the men. Because see, men are out of place. Mm -hmm. It's the man's job, if he's in that household, to lead that family. It's the man's job to get everybody up and get ready for church. It's the man's job to teach his children and his family about God. Mm -hmm. It's the man's job. So I want to ask the question, men, where you at? Right. Where you at, men? Why are you out of place? What 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 man at? He went to the woman because he could get to her because he couldn't get to Adam. But now he go to the men because sometimes he can't get to the women, but he can get through the men. Right. So he deals with the woman and say, "Hath God said?" You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The answer to that question was, yeah, that's what he said. And it should have been left alone. Because he said, of every tree in the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you don't touch it. He said, no, you cannot eat. If she had just said, he said, we can eat of this one. I mean, everything but this one and walked away. Everything would have been all right. Mm -hmm. And that's our problem. Sometimes <clears throat> we can't just address stuff and walk away. We got to keep going. Right. Sometimes if you if you just address it and leave it alone, it'll settle the situation. She couldn't let it go. Because now he didn't prick her interest. Mm -hmm. now, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this, but I met, I met a lady some time ago. And the first conversation was so crazy. I was scared of her and intrigued at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get away because I was so intrigued. <laughs> but sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it, 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 you can just answer a thing. Some things are black and white. Some things, everything ain't black and white. Yes, some things are. Love, that's black and white. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
how you treat people is black and white. I ain't talking about what they do to you, but how you treat them. There, there are some things that are black and white. But if she'd have just said, God said not to touch this tree right here and left it alone, we'd have been okay. Right. But she couldn't do that. And tell you why. He didn't leave her alone. It's this one thing about the devil, Mason. You chime in and tell you, that joker don't quit. Right. He not like some of us. He don't quit. He persistent. He's pestering. He gonna keep coming at you. Some of us say something one time, or somebody say something else one time, we give up. We just let it go. But not him. Go ahead, Doc. Oh, I'm 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 listening. I'm 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 listening at his his the devil's original intent was to have the role reversal. Mm-hmm. That's what his original intent was. Uh, if if you notice that when he comes on the scene, he doesn't attack Adam. He goes straight to the woman. Well, why? Why why does he go to the woman? And you've already explained that the woman is the weaker vessel. All right. But he comes with a question to question what God has already said. All right. Now, since she already knows what God said, and it was said to her through Adam, so she trusts her husband, what her husband has told her. She's got clear instructions on what God has said. And so now since she knows what God has said, she repeats that to the devil. And the devil questioned her and said, has God really said that? Now, you think about it, she didn't get the instructions from God firsthand. No, she, she got she got them from her husband. Okay, so she believed what her husband said, and she believed that what her husband said was what God said. Okay, I right. Satan knew that, even though Eve adds to it and said, "Neither shall we touch it." Well, God didn't say that, but uh, as you stated, you know, in order to eat it, you have to touch it. So that's something she added to it, but. I think the, the main thing with, with him was that what did God actually mean what he said? Because he questions that when you when you continue to read that. He he says uh that she wouldn't surely die. Die. <laughs> die. Right. Go ahead, yeah, sir. and she wouldn't surely die, you know. So and, and I think a lot of times we miss this too. He told her of every tree in the garden thou shalt freely eat, except for the one in the midst of the garden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it. Uh, don't eat from that one, because on the day that you eat from that one, you shall thou will surely die. die. And see, you, sure you, die. you can't miss that. He said, on the day, the very day that you eat from that, then you would die. All right. Well, we knew that Adam didn't die. Until he was what nine nine hundred and thirty three, I believe it was nine hundred thirty three years old. So he didn't die right natural. then when they natural. ate of the tree. Yeah, he didn't die the natural death right then. 
So we knew he couldn't have been talking about natural death. There you go, right there. He had to be talking about spiritual death. Spiritual because death. After they ate, or you think about, it, I don't know what age they were when they ate, <sighs> but he lived to be 933, I believe it was, 933 years old. So we knew God wasn't talking about uh, physical death or what we call natural death, because if he had, on the very day that they ate the fruit, he would have died right then. He would have dropped dead. So we know he's talking about spiritual death. Okay. All right. So when we look at this, what we also have to look at, he said, of all the trees in the garden, thou may freely eat, except for that tree of knowledge but, of good and evil. There's that but, but of the tree of good of knowledge, but exactly, but, but just knocked everything else out. I don't want you, to, and I told you what to do with everything else. But right. I need to change the conversation right now. But this one right here. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go to that. But they also had the choice to eat from the tree of life. Because the tree of life was part of all of the trees that they may freely eat. And notice how the devil doesn't even talk about the tree of life. He focuses on the one that God told him not to eat from. And talked about how good this tree would be for them to eat off of. And just think about it. Here they are, young, just seeing God's creation. The earth wasn't cursed. There was no sin there. Everything is just as beautiful as you can imagine. We think the earth is beautiful now. We go to different places when we travel and see all these exotic islands and these places that just blows our mind because of the beauty that God has made and we just blown away man so just think about our earth how it looked before it was cursed and then they seeing all of this and then this joker comes in and tell them say well the reason why God don't want you to eat from this tree because he knows on the very day that you do that you would be like him now who wouldn't want to be like God after seeing seeing God in action. Let's, let's just put it like that. After seeing God in action, who wouldn't want to even be like God? It's, see, even just, just in those words right there, triggers something in you. See, they didn't know about sin. They didn't know about being bad. They didn't know about rebellion. They didn't know about disobeying God. They, they didn't know nothing about that. They didn't know about the consequences of sin or none of this kind of stuff because they were perfect. In a perfect environment. Only one that wasn't perfect and sinful was the one that was there trying to talk them out of what they knew. And he did it with a question. And that's how he gets us today. He questions. Something hit me, Mason. A couple things. You know, we, we got these short-term memories, so we have to yeah. get it out real quick. Very short. The older I get, the shorter. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And something about the word don't right. that make you want to do it. Exactly. But in this particular case, Mason, when God initially said don't, they didn't do it. Right. It wasn't until the devil showed up with his version of what God said. Right. To entice them to want to do the don't. True. Here's something that just hit me. Listen, 
Because a lot of times we get confused, some of us, when it comes to hearing God. My old pastor said, here's one difference that you'll always know whether it's from God or not. He said, who gets the glory when it's said and done? It's true. It's true. See, the devil would get the glory out of them eating of the fruit. Because he's then going to entice them to do the opposite of what God had said. Right. But if they didn't eat of the fruit, then God would have got the glory. What are you saying? Listen to the tone of the voice you hear. Mm -hmm. The tone, there was two different tones set. God said, don't do it. The devil said, man, that ain't what he meant. He just don't want y'all to be like him. Right. Well, here's something, Mason, that I'm thinking of. And I heard you say, who wouldn't want to be like God? But you better be careful trying to be like God. Mm-hmm. God got some big shoulders. It's true. Can you wake up everybody that's supposed to wake up every day? It's true. Can, can you know who's supposed to wake up? Can, can you know who's supposed to not, not live to see tomorrow? Can you keep the universe the way it is? Can you keep the earth 93 million miles from the sun and not let it move an an, an inch, tilt one degree? God got some big shoulders to fulfill. Can you make sure that that when a man and a woman lay down and the reproduction process take care place, that that baby going to be taken care of in the womb the whole nine months, if it's going to make the nine month time? Can, Can you do all that stuff God do? Can you? God got some big shoulders, and He got some everybody. Now, you know, some some shoes to fill. Oh man, who can step in God's shoes? It's true. Nobody. So no, I don't want to be like God. That, that it's hard enough to take care of G. Lewis, much less to take care of the world. And so, that Joker came in doing what he do. Right. Right. He came in in deception. He came in in dishonesty. True. And the way he came in is the way he going out. Right. And what his what his thing is, and people don't look at it when it say hell hath enlarged itself. Mm-hmm. It getting bigger, which means a lot of people headed to hell. It's true. I used to have an uncle, and I didn't know the gravity of what he was saying. But what got me is he was saying it. He'd be like, oh, I'm going to hell anyway. I'm like, dude, that (laughs) even not knowing Christ, just hearing him say that used to bother me. And so when the devil shows up here and Mason, let's, 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 where we at? What verse we, we at verse four. Where the serpent said, "Ye shall not surely die." We 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 have been here an hour. Let 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 let's go on and, and and tie this one up here, and come back with part two next week. All right. And I give you a moment to close out here, but you better know who that joker is. Right. He he's a joke, but he ain't no joke. <laughs> True. True. If you don't know how he operates. And the way he come, and we see right now, he came in through trickery, 
through dishonesty. He came in through doubt. And somebody right now, he's trying to get you to doubt some stuff. He's trying to get you to doubt that God's going to make a way for you. Somebody, he's trying to get you to doubt that you're saved because there's some stuff. See, somebody told you when you get saved, you just live right for God. You don't make mistakes anymore. You don't say the bigger lie he'd never been told. Jesus died for sins, past, present, and future. That's right. There's some stuff right. you ain't even did yet that you're going to do wrong. But the Lord died for that. Now, we're not saying it's okay to sin. No, we're not saying that. We will never tell you that. We just like to speak truth to truth. True. The truth of the matter is, as long as you live down here on this earth, we are going to sin. But mm -hmm. the exception is we don't practice sin. Right. Sin is not our lifestyle. There we go. We'll struggle with sin. There we go. Right. But sin is not our lifestyle. Right. True. And so that devil comes in. He gets her to doubt what God said. He said, you shall not surely die. Mm-hmm. Yes, they died spiritually that day. Right. And here's something else. Now, we, we'll deal with that about, about when sin came in. We'll pick that up next week. Okay. That'll work. I, I, I look at, <clears throat> uh, and, and we'll back up a little bit and, and, and come right to where we are now. Uh, you, you, you look at Satan coming in on the scene. Uh, Adam, at the time, that Satan was talking to Eve, the Bible says that she took and gave to her husband with, with her. her. Now, when you look at his original intent, the, the serpent, he, he, he sought to reverse, and I, I, I heard Dr. Tony Evans say that, I think it's in his commentary, say, uh, he sought to reverse the divinely ordained roles in the family by bypassing the man and appealing to the woman. And that's exactly what he done. He should have been talking to Adam, but he knew that wouldn't have worked. So he said, I'm going to talk to the woman, the weaker vessel. Mm hmm because he knew that the woman had the power of persuasion Lord over me. Lord have mercy. I don't even want to go there right now. But I, I'm making the, the, the point of no, it right I, now. I he don't knew. See, <laughs> if, if women yeah. understood who they were. Yeah, exactly. And the power they possessed, this world would be different. I, I, I went there. I didn't mean to go there, but if they really understood right. who they were, yeah. And the power they possess. It's true. This world would be different. And Satan knows that. He knew yeah. that from the beginning. That's, that's why, why he, he went. That's why he yeah. went to her. Exactly. And then he knew that if I could get get her to convince Adam to get to him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then that would not only uh, throw a monkey wrench in God's plan for his roles, leadership roles. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but it will also man, give man. me what Adam has right now. Dominion. Dominion. And he was able to work that thing out the way that's exactly what he done. Because the Bible says to whom 
you obey, you become servants to, whom to the you one. Obey your members, they're exactly. servants you are. Exactly. So, so his plan was that if he could keep the power over Eve, he could keep the power, period. Exactly. Because Eve would have the power over Adam. Exactly. Exactly. And, and seeing what happened to Adam by the Bible saying she took and gave to her husband with her, Adam was right there with her listening to the conversation. So what he actually became was what we call today a passive male. So when he should have spoke up, oh, he no. shut up. Yeah, when he should have took the lead, he did not. He took the back seat and let the woman take the lead. Uh, back, let, let, put, push the pause button. Push it. We're going to pause right there because you're ready to go. I, I hear it coming. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> he became the passive man. He did. He actually did. We we can leave off right there. Right, we, we go. We go. We go. Let it go. We go. Let it go right there. Yes, we'll sir. Pick up, we'll pick up next Tuesday night at seven o'clock with part two of Get Mad at the Devil. We thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. We hope and pray we've said something to help you along the way. Now, Sister Jackie, we gotta we gotta step away. Sister Jackie said, "Keep on." Now we we gonna we gonna step away and come on back, Sister Jackie, with part two next week. So we hope and pray that you'll join us next week. Until then, I'm Reverend G. Lewis Tillman. He's Reverend John Mason. Um, Brother Sam's not with us. Minister McNeil's not with us right now on tonight. And so we hope to have them with us on the next time. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. God, we thank you for this portion yes, of man. this particular podcast. God, we hope and pray that that which we have done has been pleasing in your sight. And God, we hope and pray we've expounded on your word and gave somebody uh, we've inspired somebody to look into this in their own life and realizing that the devil means us no good. And we ought not listen to him, but we ought to just call on Jesus whenever he shows up. So now, God, until we get ready, as we get ready to lead this particular podcast, God, bring us back at the appointed time on next week. Keep us in your care. Watch over us. Be with us. Bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Until next week. We hope to see you guys here with us then. Take care, be blessed, and may heaven continue to smile upon you. Good night.